Hello and welcome, and thank you again for joining us. Uh, you know, as I said a few weeks ago, we're going to occasionally podcast and uh, try to do that uh, occasionally since we have such a large number of people that do listen online. And then also, um, it tends to, if you will, kind of stack up questions. So on those weeks when we're live, and I will be live next week, then um, we hopefully will get more calls and more interaction in the program. So, with that, I mentioned last week that I came back from the Schwab conference, and you always come back with all kinds of ideas. You come back with different thoughts about, because you have time away. You have time away from the day-to-day, and you're always just thinking about portfolios and things like that. And it, and it dawns on me how much we overthink. And I mean Wall Street overthinks, too. So, you know, CNBC is there. They're reporting. You've got Bloomberg there. They're reporting. Why? Because there are thousands of the largest investment firms' principles are in one place. There's literally hundreds of billions of dollars of money managed by the people in that room. It's a big, big conference. And so they're all there. And, of course, they're babbling about interest rates. Market can't go up if interest rates go to 6 per, until they go to 6%, we're told. And then you come back and you find a 500-point rally on Monday for no reason at all this week. None. I mean, no reason. Of course, they have a reason for us, right? I mean, there's always a reason, right? Well, it looks like there's some technical buying going on. Or the Federal Reserve looks like they might be easing up. There's always an excuse for why the day before you said there's no way the market can go up, but it did go up. Then there's an excuse for why it is up. And that rally has continued a little bit. That, is it a phony rally? I don't know. But my point is we overthink things. Like we have to divine what the future is. And you can't. And with Wall Street wrong more than they're right, I'm going to repeat that because I don't think it actually sinks in as people sit there and listen to the daily babble. Wall Street is wrong more than they're right. Why would you listen? And yet it's not enough to go, okay, so Wall Street thinks the market's going up, so therefore it must be going down. It's not like you can play the contrarian game either because once in a while they're right. So why are we playing this game at all? Why do we even think about it? Why don't we just buy into the idea that Warren Buffett knows what he's talking about when he simply says, I don't have a market outlook, we've never had a market outlook, and we never will, says the greatest investor of your lifetime. Hmm, well, I do. I think that the market's going to go, okay, good for you. I think what you ought to do is ignore Warren Buffett. Listen to the babble, because I'm pretty sure it will help. And what I think really helps a lot, though, is, is to dig deeper into the web, you know, about digital currencies, you know, things like that. I think it's really a good idea to dig deeper into why you ought to buy gold. And it's the only real asset. We all know it's the only real thing. That the money you have in the bank, that's not real. Um, I, I know it, it buys food and provides shelter, and it's the actual only thing that the airlines will take when you try to get on board is actually a digital currency, by the way. It's not even currency, but it's digital currency called a credit card. 
And they will only take that. They actually will not take your gold. It won't work. Stupid airlines. It's crazy, but it doesn't work. It's, even though that's the only real currency you have. And the digger, deeper you dig, I think the further away from the truth it leads us. In other words, again, back to overthinking things. I mean, I, I think sometimes these things are easy. I, I, they, I really do. I, I look at the, this market in that way. You've heard me talk about this endlessly. But I, like I said, I came back from the Schwab conference. Here is what they're talking about. The 60-40 plan is dead. No, it's not. It was dead for 15 years when interest rates were at 2% and lower, and it wouldn't work to have a 4% cost of living adjusted income taken out with 40% of your portfolio only earning 2. Won't work. Actually, third grade math tells you that won't work. Well, that's what we always taught. That's what we're doing. And then it has its worst year ever, and so now it's dead? No, it came back to life because now it's possible. Do I think you ought to have a 60-40 portfolio? No. The perfect one is going to be uh, 75% stocks. It's going to be about 15% this and 10%. Look, everybody has a different outlook. All I'm saying from a simple perspective is the 60-40 is finally, after 15 years, something we can talk about and look at because interest rates are higher. Now, is that a predictive statement about the future? Is that overthinking the world or just simply seeing what's in front of us? I think it's not overthinking. I think, I think it's non-predictive. It's, it's just simply saying interest rates now are everywhere over 5%, meaning, and 6% in some areas, over 7 in other areas, right, that are extremely low risk. You can own this stuff. And it's additive, not detractive from a portfolio. Tamps down the volatility that everybody talks about, which is really ridiculous because, again, we overthink it and worry about what the price is today instead of what the performance will be over the next 10 and 20 years of your lifetime when you need cost of living adjusted income. Short-term volatility is irrelevant. Irrelevant. And so what do we overthink? We sit and look at our statements, sometimes daily. Sometimes people actually go online daily to see what their account is. Does that help in thinking about cost of living adjusted income all the days of your life 10 and 20 years from now? No, I, I, it actually leads you further from the truth. So, so we come into this with the worst record ever for a 60-40 portfolio. Now, the good news is here at Petso Financial, because we don't try to predict the future, we simply look at the ground conditions and we go, bonds can't be owned. So we did not have our worst year ever. And we now are able to own bonds. Kind of cool when you think about it. So, so now we have an additive piece that hasn't been available for 15 years. Now, in the second hour, I'm actually going to talk about uh, what the Department of Labor has come out and said about equity indexed annuities, which remind the reason I'm reminded of that and I'm talking about that it literally just came out this past week, okay, that the Department of Labor is tired of people getting ripped off in, 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 with their IRAs in equity indexed annuities it's, it's because, of, you know, hidden fees, all these things that are, they pretend there's not fees. Okay, I'm going to talk about that in the second era. The reason I'm, I'm mentioning it now is because we talk about this all the time. There are different things when you're a fiduciary, a true fiduciary, 
where all you have is everything available to you, nothing pays a commission. Then you can simply look at the, all the cabinets on the wall. Oh, there's an annuity cabinet. We haven't had that cabinet open for 20 years. A fixed annuity cabinet because it used to pay 8% plus for fixed annuity. Well, that's a different thing. But when interest rates came down, and I'm not going to go into the weeds as to why insurance companies are going to pay even less for a long, long time, even with though interest rates come up, you can't use them. You can't use them. So it's not like we blew up the cabinet and said we'll never do it again. It just hasn't been opened for 20 years. It's the same with bonds. 15 years ago, the cabinet was closed for lo any long-term bonds. When interest rates are zero, they don't work. That's not predictive that rates will rise. It's simply saying it doesn't work here. It's opened. That cabinet's now been dusted off. We're going in. We're looking at different areas, short-term bonds, medium bonds, long-term bonds. You see, that is not overthinking or predicting. It's looking at the current conditions to build a portfolio to achieve the results you're trying to achieve. If you're all about growth and you're owning tech, I'm not saying you should buy bonds because that's then being predictive about what you think the market's going to do. Now, if you want to park because some money because you want to take advantage of any price dips and you want to get paid, you now do. Super cool. Two different things. Again, non-predictive. Here's the only thing that I will predict. Markets are volatile. They will continue to be volatile. And they will continue to move to all-time highs. That's it. That's all the prediction you ever need. Now look at the ground conditions. Okay? Now, in the next segment, I'm going to talk about doing the exact same thought process with stocks. We'll be right back. Hello, welcome back, and thank you again for joining us. Okay, in hour two, I'm going to talk about the Department of Labor ruling. I know this is going to blow your mind, but I believe that the Biden administration may have actually be doing something correct. I don't know. I'm trying to come up with anything else that they've done. They lit the world on fire. They let a bunch of terrorists in and across the border. And now we're going to try to fix it and find all the terrorists that are in our country and all those other things. I, this is, it's unbelievable, but this is one that's big. The Department of Labor is going after equity indexed annuities because it's been a really big problem for retirees. You know, the pretending that you don't have any downside and all that stuff. So in the second hour, I'm going to talk about that a little bit. I've been talking about overthinking, and we're also going to keep talking about that because this is the crux of what I think that I'm trying to get across is this idea that we're overthinking things and we're making predictions that you can't make that are not accurate. Once again, to reiterate, Wall Street is wrong more than they're right. So why do we listen? It's just unbelievable. Why do you think you know what the market's going to do? It's crazy. It's really crazy when you think about it and how warped our mind is and how our perspective of how smart we are is so warped. It's really remarkable, really, truly remarkable. All right. All right. Enough of that. Let me talk about this on the stock side a little bit. Okay. I just talked about bonds and you just look at the ground conditions. Now it's okay. Am I predicting inflation? Am I predicting where the Fed's going to stop? No, none of that. I'm just saying you can now buy a 5%, 6%, 7% coupon and it won't kill you. It's like it's adding money to your portfolio. It's okay. 
things are more normal, okay? So, so, so that's what we're saying about that. Now let's think about it on the stock side. So when we enter into 2023, we know, because Wall Street tells us, that you can't own stocks in a rising interest rate environment, at least growth stocks. You can't own growth stocks. Can't. And besides, they'd already been down, you know, like 30%, 40% and all that. And so what did, what did we say about that during that time? Well, we didn't say anything about what, that you can't own growth stocks. All we said at that time, and you can play the tape, it's not, this is not, wow, look at all this, how we're right. This is, had nothing to do with that. It's just looking at ground conditions and simply saying, if I can buy Amazon, Google, Apple, Facebook, all these other companies that are killing it at, including NVIDIA, by the way, at 30, 40, 50% off, then here's what you do. I think if you're watching a lot of CNBC, what you're doing is you're like, you're getting in there, you're understanding that it's going to get worse before it gets better. So you overthink it. Or you simply say, wow, I get in for a third off on Amazon, one of the greatest retailers in all of history. If No, they are the greatest retailer in all of history. And on top of that, they've got this cloud business that just kicks off billions of dollars every day. Okay? So they're a cash flow machine. And AI is going to make them even smarter and better at what they do. And I got 35% off. Huh. Buy, for gosh sakes, just buy. So when the stocks you want to own go down a lot, you don't sit around and try to figure out the future, overthink it. You buy them. You buy growth when it's down. Because growth doesn't stay down. It grows. And just because you buy doesn't mean you got the lowest price. You probably won't. You buy down 25%, it goes down 30 It makes you an idiot, right? That's how we feel as human beings. I'm so stupid. I knew, I knew it was going to get worse because Jim Cramer was dancing around how nothing could ever get better, okay? And then, and I saw that. I could have, oh, whoops. You mean tech stocks went up crazily this year? Yeah, the NASDAQ, after this bad couple of months, is like up 30% year-to-date. 30. 30%. But, Dave, don't you see the wars and all the... Uh-huh. Yep, uh, yep, 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 yep. I'm kind of aware of them. Yeah, because like, you can't get away from it. Overthinking. How can the market this? Why that? Can't do it. The Fed's going to do this. It's all about the Fed. Fed, 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 Fed. No, it's not. It's about corporate profits and reacting to ground conditions. When you have an opportunity to steal companies at amazing price levels, don't hesitate. Don't overthink it. I'll talk a little bit more about this in the next hour because it's so important. It's so great. And you're looking at it now and you're saying, well, what's going on in the real estate world? Ha ha! Same thought process. Okay? Let's not overthink it and miss some of the opportunities that there are out there in dividend stock world. And I'm going to turn, the, turn, turn your head upside down when it comes to thinking about what they're babbling about on Wall Street. You see, when interest rates are rising, here's what you're told. You can't buy growth. You have to steer towards value. And it's 100% the opposite. Fox News is next. 
We'll be back in the second hour.